0: session and we just couldn't imagine doing anything else um on a monday night um oh my goodness what is the most amazing thing every single session we just sat there there was a lot of laughs and a lot of tears Uh, we probably cried every (laughs) after every session just how amazing our lord is and how amazing jesus is and what he does and just learning such valuable truths about our king And that he is for us and not against us. And that he came to give us freedom and heal us from all our sicknesses and diseases. And um, that he's so worthy and he's so worthy of our time. And yeah, I can just go on and on really.
1: Amen. Yes. And who would like to say something from, from this group? Perhaps Helen. Yes. Kids leader. They've always got something to say, haven't they? So what's one thing that you enjoyed, Helen?
0: Um, I think for me, it was really cool just to get some confidence in um, being able to interpret the Bible accurately. Yeah, it's really helpful.
1: Very cool. So give them a great clap. They deserve it. They work so hard. And the students that have been working with Chris and Maura, these guys are caring. I mean, you guys have just been so pumped up. They almost kind of float as they, on, a, on a Monday night, but they've got real faith. You guys got real faith for healing, eh? And some amazing stories. So they're going to be available at the end of our gathering to pray for people this morning. How good is that? So do you want to talk a bit about that, Chris? Yeah, I just to like just, I'll get Brian to just share something of a personal testimony because we'll give it something to share of what happened.
2: All right, sure. Well, um, hi, I'm Brian. Um, for me, this has been about um, really returning to my first love in that um, as, as a young Christian, I was in a Pentecostal church, it was very very keen on on signs and wonders and um, preaching the word but they're being forgiveness but they're also being healing. And um, this, this has been really great for me um, getting getting back into this. Just the, the healing um, Chris is referring to is that uh, last year I had a situation where at work I was getting up every morning to pray. Uh, nothing really was happening. So I really called out to the Lord saying, look am I actually achieving anything here? Am I just am I just wasting my time? And uh, later that day, I did notice it was easy to climb stairs. I didn't really think about it. Uh, I was actually due to see the doctor that day, and it turned out I'd been, I'd been, um, m- my heart had been healed of, of a situation I didn't even know that I had. And they were astonished. They'd never seen anything like it in 20 years that the, both of them had been working there. And they asked me to, to um, uh, see the specialist which um, so I saw her, and, and, and she agreed she, she, she'd never seen anything like it. So to me, you know, it's just I praise the Lord because I know God, God is still his desire is to heal, you know, it's to forgive and it's to heal. And, and, and I know that in life you can just get ground down by things. But his will is still to heal. And when I heard this course was was coming up with Chris, I thought, you know, I, I, I want to get into this, and I'd encourage anyone else to join us because it is God's will. You know, all, all that came to him were healed. And I know, I know, life life has a way of kind of beating us up and just and just and just making things hard. But 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 it's still God's will to heal. And um, praise the Lord. I've really enjoyed this course, and I'd welcome anyone. Anyone here who wants to come along, come and and join us because I believe in signs and wonders.
1: Thank you guys, you may take your seats, that's awesome. And there's a flyer on your seat, sorry it's not a flyer on your seat at home if you're watching online, but you can get the details online, that'll tell you about the next course that's starting on Monday night, the 2nd of August, so come along, even come along for a first night and try it and see how you find it, try before you buy, how good is that? Let's turn our eyes to the video news, if they, um, if they want to come along. Okay, talk to Chris and Moira about the next session and the healing course if you'd like to at the end of this gathering or any time. They're available 24-7. I'll give you his number. (laughs) Video news.
0: Hey everyone, welcome to Activate Church. This is what you need to know for this week.
2: Global Legacy Month has been amazing and we've had so many people saying, how do we become part of it? How are we part of leaving this legacy? Well, there's so many teams that you can be part of that make an impact every week. And we're making it easy for you. You can be on one of our kids' teams. You can be part of our hosting team, part of our creative team and so many more. So check it out and become part of the team.
1: Hi, I'm Michael. If you're feeling stirred about ministry, the next best opportunity is on Monday night, starting on the 2nd of August. We're going to have a course running for 10 weeks, really exploring what we believe is a church. It's going to be a wonderful opportunity and I'd love to see you there. Hi, my name's Chris. I'm the leader at uh, Community Link Trust. If you've been moved to serve local, I'd love to have a conversation with you about what that could look like. Or, on the 24th, Anna from Reconciled World, Kit and myself Uh, Running a workshop on how you can serve and how you can help. We'd love to see you there
0: Hi, thanks for being part of global legacy and thank you for putting your faith promise
1: card in We will announce the results in a couple of weeks But in the meantime if you haven't yet got a card How about getting it in now because your part really really matters. We want every
0: person involved. Thanks Did you know that we are gonna be running a marriage seminar. Yeah, not quite Jay and I, as we've only been married for eight months. But don't worry, we have Ian and Dale Wright running a fantastic morning for couples on how to make their marriage from good to absolutely amazing. Yeah, come on, come along, invest in your marriage. We're gonna have a great time. You can register on our church website. Coming up, we have Your Part Matters Workshop. This is happening on Saturday, the 24th of July. It'll be awesome to see you there. We also have a Good to Great Marriage Seminar coming up very soon on Saturday, 31st of July. This is gonna be a lot of fun. So if you're engaged or married, we would love for you to join us. We also have Activate Education Night Classes starting on Monday, the 2nd of August. Now you're up to date. For more info, go to the info desk or our website at acnz.church. Isn't that great to be able to do life together in a in a church where we're encouraged to build each other up and learn from others and I just think it's a real privilege to yeah, to be to be blessed to be ad- activate um, so I'd love to welcome you to stand as we continue in our praise and worship we're singing about the reckless love of God and the term reckless the word reckless is, has got some different meanings but the meaning we're, we're honing in on with the reckless love of God is he loved the world so much that he gave his only son he pours out his love time and time again consistently constantly when we call upon his name he is there to pour out his love so Father God we want to say thank you we thank you for your love so deep so gracious We thank You, Father, that You are so wanting to do life with us, that You will leave the 99 to pursue the One, the One that is needing You, the One that is calling You, the One that is desiring relationship with You without even knowing. So, Father God, we just say thank You. We thank You. We thank You for Your love, Your constant outpouring of love. Thank you, Jesus.
1: Even if those words are being played and you're in this room, you're online. And for some of you, there are lies just coming into your head. No, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a good person. How, how, how could Jesus be bothered with me? I want to say to you this morning that those are lies of the enemy that come to kill, to rob, to steal and destroy. And you'll know, they'll just be right there in your mind right now. You won't have to conjure them up. But if these negative feelings, these feelings of condemnation, there's a good, good father who brings you a gift of freedom and of liberty this morning. We're gonna sing, he's a good, good father. And I want you to take those negative feelings, whether you're online or you're in this room, and I want you to put them at the foot of the cross. I don't want you to work out you know, how they're gonna change. Maybe it's a mess. Just bring the mess and place it at the foot of the cross. But let's believe that Jesus as a good father who brings good gifts for his children today. Let's declare that one last time and bring those things, those lies, those things that would pull you down and bring them to the cross. at home, we declare that you are a good father, a father with good gifts for your children. And Lord we thank you that your plans for us are good the plans with a purpose and a hope and Lord we pray as we come and we open your word today, you would share with us some of the riches that you contain for us there because you want us to to live life and life in all of its fullness in Jesus name. Amen. Thanks you may be seated, if you're online you may be seated if you're not seated already. I'm Michael. I might have said that already, but some days, you know, I can forget. So um, that's who I am today. That's who I'll be tomorrow. So it's great to be with you this morning. Hey, have you ever been in a situation where you've just wondered whether God could actually do it? Um, If you know a little bit of Gillian and my story, we got to know some of the street kids in in Wellington really well. I remember there was one guy, and he used to live in a tree. Remember him? In the botanical gardens. He had a perfectly good home to live in, but he chose to live in a tree. He was one of our daughter's friends. And I remember thinking, God, what are you going to do with this guy? I want us to go away this morning, whether we're in the room here or online, with the knowledge of the power of the gospel changes people's lives Hannah's got a slide for us and that's the theme of our message this morning change lives change lives in your life changed by the power of the gospel God can use to change other people's lives and I want us to go away this morning with just a hope and a confidence in the power of the gospel to change people's lives because politicians I love them to bits sometimes more days than others they're not going to change people's lives You know, money in the bank as much as you like it and don't like it when it's not there. It's not going to change lives. It's the power of the gospel that's going to change people's lives. We're on a bit of a journey, and, and we're looking at back to the future. You know, when I think back to the future, I think of, what was it, Mr. McFly or whatever, and the, and the yeah, we won't go there. But um, this is a different back to the future. It's a prophetic statement that Pastor Sheridan's been sharing with us, and what can we learn from the New Testament church? What can we learn from the early church? What are the truths that we can recapture to bring into our present and to help us to be the church that God wants us to be today? And the first of those we explored last week. Gillian and I were in Christchurch, so we explored it online. Some of you were here. Maybe some of you were online as well. And we talked then about just the power of community, the power of community. And I want to read uh, one of the scriptures that was read online. We listened to Pastor Simon, and he was reading from Acts chapter 2. I love this passage of scripture, and I find this passage of scripture incredibly challenging. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword. From Acts chapter 2, I'm reading from verses 42 to 47, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. All believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to sharing meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. You know, signs and wonders are signposts of the kingdom. That's why they're so important. That's why I'm so excited about what is doing. And Chris has disappeared up the back somewhere. Because when we pray and we see people healed, that's a signpost. Some of you know that I grew up in the metropolis of Levin. I always say there aren't many of us there, but we've gone all over the country, all over the world. Who knows where Levin is? Oh, yes, the message is spreading online. Do you know where Levin is? You know, you can, you can see a signpost to Levin. When you see signs and wonders and miracles, it's a signpost that Jesus is alive and well and the kingdom of God is coming to earth. It's a signpost. And the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and they shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together in the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, shared their meals with great joy and generosity. And while praising God, they enjoyed the goodwill of all people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship daily, those who are being saved. I remember Pastor Sheridan saying, if we just all did what the Holy Spirit was asking us to do, then God would get everything that he's wanting to get done, done. I think that's so true. You know, there may be some of us that God calls to sell our homes and to give it to the poor, but for most of us, it will be, in this season, what is God prompting us to do? What's the Holy Spirit prompting us to do? I heard of someone recently, and they gave away a car. They had this car, and it wasn't going to be, um, you know, it was surplus to requirements, and they gave it to another family, and the other family had just been online looking for this very make and model of this car, Again, this is what we really need as a family but there's no way we could afford this and next minute they get the phone call and say hey we've got this car available would you like it and not only that but the time this family had it it didn't have any mechanical properties in the time they had it over a number of years that's a God thing isn't it that's being together that's sharing possessions you know, to help those and in doing it seeing the kingdom become a reality in our midst I sometimes think, you know, when we talk about living in community together, it doesn't mean that we all have to be the same. It, it, you know, there's unity and diversity in the kingdom of God. Sometimes as Christians, I find we're not good at agreeing to disagree. Do you know there have been church splits and churches over the colour of the carpet? Can you imagine that? Churches have split over, are we going to have grape juice or is it going to be Ribena? I mean, this is crazy. This is crazy stuff. We're not talking about the resurrection of Jesus. We're not talking about the inerrancy of the Bible. We're talking about, for Jesus' sake, you know, with a grape juice or ribena. And Christians have done that for hundreds of years. Let's not be like that. Let's learn what it is to be unified in diversity with different graces, different gifts, and we come together together. I shared um, and got myself into a little bit of trouble in the 9am gathering because my wife Gillian wasn't here. Normally when I'm going off track, she goes, and I know, you know, so pull out. You're digging yourself a hole. Pull out. Don't go there. But she wasn't here, so I just went there um, and dug myself a bit of a hole. But that's all right. I'll probably do it again. Um, When I was at university doing my horticultural science degree, one of the classes we had was horticultural engineering. And one of the things we got to do in that class was to make concrete. And we got to make concrete out of different sorts of aggregates. So we made concrete out of sand. We made it out of aggregate that was all the same shape. And we made it out of aggregate a bit like builder's mix, if you know what that is, which is a mixture of different types and sizes of aggregate. Now, the 9am was really bright. And so you online and you in this room, which do you think is the strongest type of concrete? The concrete made of the sand? Who's going for that? The concrete made from the aggregate, all of the same size stone. Who's going for that? The concrete made with a mixed aggregate. Oh, man. You're just as bright as the nine o'clock. And Alan Hall is taking, um, he's got job vacancies. He's, he's taking inquiries. So um, he'll sign you up for property link. And the best part of it was we got to smash it afterwards. We put it in a tensiometer and we saw how much pressure that would take. And I think it's a wonderful picture of the body of Christ. I love this scripture, and Hannah's got it for us in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5. It says, You are living stones that God is building into a spiritual temple. What's more, you are holy priests. Through the mediation of Jesus Christ, you offer spiritual sacrifices that praise God. So we're strongest when we come together. Different sizes, different shapes, different ethnicities, different graces, different gifts. But bound together by the Holy Spirit, that's, that's heaven on earth. And when the world sees that, they see Jesus is alive and well and building his kingdom. And so Pastor Simon talked about that last week, the importance of being in community. That's something we need to grasp. That was a principle that they understood in the early church. And, and that needs to be part of our expression of faith in this season. What I want to share this morning about is that change lives change lives. I want to talk about the power of the gospel to change lives. And I thought this morning, if I was to ask you what the gospel is, I wonder what you would say. Some might say, well, it's the love of Jesus, and it is. You might say, well, it's healing coming from heaven to earth, and it is. You might say it's the forgiveness of sin, and it is. But I really want us, so this is the big idea. If you remember nothing else online, If you remember nothing else in this room, this is it. The gospel is who Jesus is and what Jesus does. It's very, very simple. Does that mean that it's easy to do? I'm not saying that. It's going to take us a lifetime. But the gospel is who Jesus is and what Jesus does. And I think Peter expresses this really well. In Acts chapter 2, You know, they've had Pentecost, they've been filled with the Spirit, and Peter stands up and he preaches to a multitude, and 3,000 people come to Jesus. That's not bad, is it? And I think the reason for that was, was that Peter presented the gospel. And so I want to just present part of his message. I'm going to be jumping over uh, to different verses a bit. It'll be on screen for you. But it's from Acts chapter 2. I'm reading from the NLT, and I'm starting at verse 22. And th- these are Peter's words. He says, People of Israel, listen. God publicly endorsed Jesus of Nazareth by doing powerful miracles, wonders, and signs through him, as you well know. God knew what would happen, and, he- and his prearranged plan was carried out when Jesus was betrayed. With the help of the lawless Gentiles, you nailed him to a cross and killed him. But God released him from the horrors of death and raised him back to life, for death could not keep him in its grip. Jumping to verse 32. God raised Jesus from the dead, and we are all witnesses of this. Now he is exalted to the place of highest honor in heaven at God's right hand. And the Father, as he promised, gave him the Holy Spirit to pour out upon us, just as you hear today. Jumping to verse 38. Each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God, be baptized in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promises for you, your children, and for those far away, all who have been called by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was talking about the power of the gospel, the power of who Jesus is, and what Jesus has done. Remember, this is Luke's two volume work. Volume one was Luke, and Luke talks about the ministry of Jesus, and then Luke goes on to write volume two, the book of Acts talking about how the early church put the ministry of Jesus into practice. Probably the best example I could think of in the book of Acts of someone who experienced this remarkable change, you know, that a changed life changes lives, is Saul, who became known as Paul. And Paul is probably one of the most influential writers in the New Testament. 13 of the 27 uh, New Testament books have been authored by the Apostle Paul. And so his story is in Acts chapter 9, and we haven't got time to read Acts chapter 9 this morning, and everyone said amen. So I'm just going to give you a bit of a paraphrase, and you can perhaps read it uh, in your own time at home. And the reason I'm doing this is I just want you to see how it is that the gospel can change people's lives. So the chapter opens with Saul, um, who was Paul's name before his conversion, making threats to Jesus' disciples. Many commentators would say that Saul was involved in the stoning of Stephen, so he was serious about getting rid of these Christians that were a disruptive influence for the Jews. So Saul asked if he could have letters to the synagogues in Damascus to find out who were these people of the way, who were these Christians that were going to the synagogues in Damascus to preach the gospel about Jesus because he wanted to to find them and he wanted them to be killed. On the way to Damascus, if you know the story, there's a blinding light, and Saul falls to his knees, and he hears the word, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Now, Saul is trained as a rabbi, and so he responds with a rabbinic response, who are you, Lord? And the response to that is, Jesus tells him that he is the one that Saul's persecuting, and to go into the city, and Paul stands up and finds that he's blind. So he walks into the city of Damascus, aided by others because he's blind. And when he's in the city of Damascus, he has a vision. He has a vision that a man called Ananias is going to come and pray for him, and he's going to receive his sight. And so God speaks to Ananias about this, and Ananias is not too keen on this revelation because he knows Saul's reputation. He says, God, are you sure? you sure you haven't made a mistake? You want me to go and pray for this man? You do know that he was responsible for Stephen's death. And God, as as often God does right, says, yep, you've heard me correct. That's what I want you to do. So Ananias goes and he lays hands on Saul. Saul receives his sight. He's filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately he's baptized as a sign of Jesus' leadership and forgiveness for his life. And then Saul preaches in the synagogues in Damascus. And many Jews become Christians. And the religious Jews get hopping mad. And uh, they want to kill Saul because of he's seeing people come to Christ. And so if you know the story, they have to, to let Saul out of a, an opening in the city walls in a basket in the middle of the night so he can escape being killed. But what I want us to, to get from that account is just an understanding that change lives, the power of the gospel changes people's lives. When God redeems your life, he doesn't forget about what happened in the past. And so when God redeemed Saul's life, who would become, be called Paul in Acts chapter 13, God used his background, the fact that he was a Roman citizen, the fact that he was trained in the rabbinic tradition. God used all of those things, and God will do that in your life as well. And I, I just felt as I was praying for the gathering uh, here in the room and online that God is saying some of those things that have happened in your life God is wanting to redeem those for the sake of the gospel. God is wanting to redeem those that you might understand more of who Jesus is and what Jesus can do and has done and that you can share that with others. And so I want to encourage you with that. I wanted to share this morning a New Zealand story of how change lives change lives. And I want to ask for an umbrella of grace in case my pronunciation isn't the best. I have practiced but I'm sure there will be some that will, will come and, um, and help me with my pronunciation. But this is the story of Terore. And uh, if you go to the Bible um, Society website, whose story is there. You can watch it in the four-minute version if you're short of time, or you can watch the full-length 13-minute version if you've got a bit of extra time, and perhaps you can have a coffee and a muffin or something. Spoil yourself. But um, this is a remarkable story, and it's a New Zealand story about how changed lives change lives. The power of the gospel, who Jesus is, and what Jesus has done. So in 1835, Reverend Alfred Brown, no relation as far as I know, and his wife Charlotte gave to one of their students, Torore, the Gospel of Luke, printed in Māori. This little book became Torore's treasure. She carried it in a kete around her neck and read the stories of Jesus wherever and whenever she could. The power of the gospel of who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. Torore's father, Nakuku, felt in his heart that this was a good way to live and he too became a Christian. In October 1836, they had to move the mission school to Taurunga and they camped overnight at Wairiri Falls, not far from us. The smoke of their cooking fires attracted the Tiara warriors who killed Tarore and took her precious book. Her father found her body and was overwhelmed with grief. But he didn't demand utu or revenge because Tarore's Gospel of Luke said, Love your enemies, forgive, and you will be forgiven. The warrior who killed Tarore learnt to read those words in Tarore's book. And went on a long track to ask Torore's father for forgiveness. In a short time, the message of the Gospel of Luke brought peace to the East Cape, Poverty Bay, and the Bay of Plenty. Eventually, Torore's little book found its way to Otaki, where Katu and Tafifi, son and nephew of Tarapraha, learnt to read it. Even Tarapraha read it and became a Christian. Katu and Tefifi went to the South Island to teach the way of peace and forgiveness to the iwi down there. A few years later, when Bishop Selwyn made his first missionary journey through Aotearoa, New Zealand, he was amazed to discover that the first people in the country, the Māori people, the indigenous people of Aotearoa, were living in peace and celebrating the Christian beliefs. Today it is said, yes, the missionaries brought Christianity to this country – but it's the people themselves who gave it to each other. The Maori people gave the message that Te had been given and they shared it with one another. The power of the gospel, of who Jesus is and what Jesus has done, transformed a nation. 30% of Maori became Christians at that time. There was an amazing, the largest revival that our nation has ever seen. That's the power of the gospel. So friends, where do we go to from here? I want to leave you with four thoughts uh, as we come to a close this morning. I want to say to you that your part really matters. It really does. There's something that you're graced and gifted to do that I can't do. There's something that I'm grace and gifted to do that you can't do. And so it's really important, thinking of our global legacy month that we have been part of. Can I really encourage you? We had five miracles in our cards, didn't we? I sneaked I snuck in a sixth. Did anyone else do that? And I would have put on a seventh too, but I was running out of room. I thought afterwards I should have stuck on a bit of cardboard. Lack of ingenuity, Michael. Think of that for next time. Got a seventh on there. But we need to keep praying for those. You know, sometimes we don't see those miracles straight away, do we? We need to continue, like Brian was sharing, to press and and to pray and to believe. And we need one another to support one another. That's why activate groups, I think, are so important. Can I encourage you to be part of an activate group, where you can share with others what's happening in your world and support and encourage one another. And it's so important that we we give of our, our finances. It doesn't matter how much you give, but it's being obedient to those promptings and nudgings of God's Spirit and believing that as we do that, that everything that God wants to be done will be done if you and I will just be obedient to the promptings and nudgings of God's Spirit. God doesn't ask us to give what he hasn't given us, but what he's placed in our hands, how are we good stewards with that? The second thing is Pastor Jan's been talking to us about this 14-day reading plan through the book of Acts. Look, I I found a new way to do it this morning. I thought it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I don't know whether you'll think it's brilliant, but I thought it was brilliant. don't know if at home you'll think it was brilliant. Porridge in Acts. I mean, isn't that a match match made in heaven? Pastor Ray would think so, especially if it had some blueberries. And um, you can go to the U version. And it will play it to you. So I listened through the devotional. I listened through the, the ex-commentary as I ate my porridge, got onto the wheat and the nuts, the yogurt. It was just a beautiful thing. Finished the last in the bowl, and it came to the end. So can I commend that to you? Maybe porridge is not your thing. I understand that. Um, maybe you're more of a wheat bick person or bacon and eggs, whatever floats your boat. But can I encourage you to be part of that that reading plan, and be smart. Maybe you haven't got a lot of time, so um, be smart about how you do that. There have been some wonderful miracle stories that have come in, and can I commend those to you? Here are some that I just wanted to share, and these are our stories. Okay, They've come from our family. A workmate prayed that... um, a workmate was prayed for as she was struggling with a pulled muscle needing physio. The next day she w- he was able to run three kilometers with no problems. The workmate acknowledged that the prayer had worked. Isn't that awesome? I wonder what opportunities God will give us. I wonder what opportunities God will give me. Because you all get tested about things when you speak about them. It's really frustrating. But that's God's way, isn't it? So um, an employer asked staff, uh, employer advised staff were receiving a 2% salary increase. However, the gentleman from Activate received a 7% increase, the favour of God. I reckon we need to know who that person is and they can lay hands on the rest of us. Do you think that grace might be transferable? A gentleman from Activate prayed for a colleague who was limping badly and had swollen knees. A couple of days later, he was shown by a colleague how he could suddenly bend his knees. He was astounded and began telling people around him that he was prayed for and healed. Isn't that amazing? Amazing. And the last one, and then I think we should give God a clap. You know, four out of four, that's pretty good. For the first time in a long time, this person went for an annual eye checkup and didn't require a new glasses prescription. Thanks for not having to pay for that, the the full amount of that money was able to be put in the global faith promise so that he could pay for that in full. That deserves a clap of praise, doesn't it? Thank you, Lord. Awesome. And lastly, believe God for your miracle. And we're going to have this morning the team who have been studying with Maura and with Chris um, doing the Carus? Carus course Karis course. <laughs> they know what they've been doing because they're really excited about seeing people healed. Um, and so they're going to be available this morning. At the end of our gathering, we're going to have an opportunity to pray for people. Just as so we come to a conclusion this morning, thank you For those who have been online with us, thank you so much for being online with us. We love having you with us uh, week by week, and if we can serve in any way, uh, please be in touch, and we'd just love to be on the journey with you. Just want to say thank you, too, um, for your giving. Thank you for being purposed in your giving. It really enables us to do everything that we do, and we really appreciate that. Um, As I've said, there'll be prayer at the end of the gathering. We'd love to pray with you, and the one and only Jay Rogers will be speaking tonight at the 6 p.m. That'll be good. It'll be very good, says Jay. So that's great. I look forward to that. But I'd love to pray. And then um, let's have a song to finish. Is that all right? Awesome. Father, I want to thank you for your goodness and faithfulness to us. Lord, I want to thank you that the gospel essentially is so simple. It's just who you are and what you have done. And Lord, I pray in my life and each one of our lives for a fresh revelation of that. I want to pray for the blessing of Jesus on every home, every household, every flat, every student. Lord, would you bless us to be a blessing? Thank you for Brian's testimony about how he just experienced supernatural healing in his body. Lord, we pray that you'd give us more and more opportunities for the power of God to be outworked in our midst. That they might be signposts of heaven. That Jesus is alive and well. And He's building His kingdom. He's bringing heaven to earth in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give the Lord a clap of praise as we stand together and sing a last song. God bless.
3: All right, let's go. Let's praise our God. God, I choose to walk with You with all my heart. All the trials, all the trials they come, that You will be done. You